Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Touch of Flare podcast. My name is Emma. You can find me on Instagram at fly.ifr. You can also find us on Instagram at Touch of Flare. And we have our website, touchofflare.net, that you're more than welcome to go and check out. There you can find articles on flying and everything we do, as well as links to where more of our podcasts are. So thanks for joining us. We hope that this conversation today on steep turns just gives you a brief overview and a good analysis of everything that's involved in learning and practicing steep turns. Be safe out there and enjoy the episode. All right, to begin our conversation today on steep turns, let's look at the definition of a steep turn. A steep turn is a turn made that the bank angle of the aircraft is between 45 and 60 degrees, and you're going to complete either one 360 degree turn or two 360 degree turns, one to the left and one to the right. This will really depend on if you're taking a private pilot check ride or a commercial pilot check ride uh, for the bank angle needed for the turns and if you're gonna do one or multiple. So why do we learn steep turns? The objective of steep turns is to develop a pilot's skill in flight control smoothness and coordination, and the examiner will also be looking to see if you can keep this coordination and smoothness up, as well as an awareness of where the airplane is at with outside references, and divide your attention between flight control application and what is needed to adjust, and the constant need to scan for hazards on the ground or traffic in the air. It's really important in building on your pilot skills because it'll allow you to uh, start to maneuver the airplane in more, I guess, aggressive manners is maybe a way to put that, and still be a good pilot. Keep it smooth and keep it safe. So steep turns, they're going to expose you to higher load factors. You'll notice the airplane's inherent overbanking tendency, the loss of vertical component of lift in steep banks. You'll see a substantial need for pitch control pressures, and the need for additional power so that way you can maintain your altitude and airspeed in the turn. Characteristics of steep turns include, again, high load factors. You must hold your entry altitude and airspeed with small pitch, power, and bank adjustments. You'll lose control of the airplane very quickly and impose very high load factors if you start making large adjustments and you will get behind the airplane. You also must ensure that you do not exceed the recommended airspeed. Uh, This is typically maneuvering speed or any other recommended airspeed that your manufacturer of the aircraft will recommend. You also do not want to exceed bank angle. Exceeding either one of these things will impose an overload on the structure of the aircraft and subject the aircraft to loads that it was not designed to handle. So an important thing to consider when we're learning steep turns is angle of attack. When the airplane is banked, the total lift is made up of two things, the vertical component and the horizontal component. In order not to lose altitude, you must increase your angle of attack, so that way the vertical component of lift is still enough to maintain altitude. Remember, we took some of that vertical component of lift in order to turn and changed it into a horizontal component of lift. So basically, we have to increase the angle of attack, pitch up the nose, to increase the vertical component to make up for what we lost, uh, giving it away to the horizontal component of lift. Basically, we'll be increasing pitch with the elevator back pressure and it will be greater than what's previously utilized for straight and level flight. Total lift, therefore, must be increased substantially to balance the load factors that we're imposing on the airplane. So the other thing is power settings. We must adjust the power if we are unable to hold altitude in the turn. 
if you find that you're having to increase your pitch, you're losing a lot of airspeed and you're losing altitude. Increase your power. And this way we'll be able to hold the altitude in the turn. It is important to remember that as our bank angle increases, our vertical component of lift will decrease because we're changing it to a horizontal component of lift. Therefore, an upward vector of thrust, i.e. increasing the power, can help ups- offset this loss of vertical component of lift. So you must be cognizant of the aircraft tendency to want to pitch up because when we're returning to wings level, you're going to uh, pitch up because of the increase in power made in the turn. So just remember, if you've increased power during the turn, when you turn wings level, you're going to need to hold the nose down to keep it from pitching up and maybe take out some of that power. Another topic to be aware of when we're talking about steep turns is airspeed. And we kind of touched on this with the application of power. But because there's an increase in load factor in this maneuver, steep turns should always be performed at an airspeed that does not exceed maneuvering speed or VA, or the manufacturer's published airspeed for the aircraft that you're using. Maximum turning performance is accomplished when the airplane has both a fast rate of turn and a minimum radius of turn, and this is affected by airspeed and the angle of bank. Remember, as your bank increases, the margin between stall speed and maneuvering speed decreases. So speaking on load factors, what is load factor? Well, load factor is the vector which is a resultant of gravity and centrifugal force. Typically, in a 45-degree bank turn, the load factor is 1.4, and a 60-degree bank turn results in a load factor of 2. Load factor meaning 1 is just the normal weight that you would hold with gravity or how many Gs you're pulling. So if we have a load factor of 1.4, somebody weighs 100 pounds, well, now you've times that by 1.4. So now it will feel like you weigh 140 pounds. If you have a load factor of two, something weighs 100 pounds, now it feels like it weighs 200 pounds. That's basically what it means. So if we're in a 60 degree bank turn and we have a load factor of two, we have essentially doubled the weight of our airplane that the lift has to compensate for. So regardless of the airspeed or type of aircraft for a given bank angle in a level altitude turn, the load factor will always be produced as the same. The aircraft's limiting load factor determines the max bank angle that can be maintained in level flight without exceeding the aircraft's structural limits or stalling. This being said, as load factor increases, so does the stall speed. For example, in an airplane that stalls in level flight at 50 knots, it will stall at 60 knots in a level 45 degree bank turn and it's 70 knots in a level 60 degree bank turn. Stall speeds increase at the square root of the load factor. Airplane weight and CG is very important because an overweight airplane will not be able to bank at max performance without exceeding limit load factors. Remember, load is, this load factor is doubling the weight that the airplane feels like it has to compensate for for lift. So if you overload your airplane already, and now you impose a load factor in a 60 degree bank turn of two, you're going to exceed the structural capabilities of that aircraft and greatly increase your stall speed. So you're putting yourself at risk. And after forward CG will also cause issues when controlling the pitch in the turn and will make the flight characteristics of the aircraft unstable in a steep turn. So keep the weight within the normal category or the recommended category for the performance maneuvers that you're making and make sure the CG is within range. Airplane attitude is the aircraft's pitch attitude. And now this controls the angle of attack over the wings in a steep turn 
just as it would in straight and level flight. Thus, to make altitude or airspeed adjustments in the steep turn, pitch can be adjusted. It's important to only make small adjustments with the pitch altitude. Excessive input on the controls causes porpoising and risks imposing too many Gs or too much load factor on the aircraft. You will notice in the steep turn the overbaking tendency, and this happens when your outer wing moves slightly faster through the air than the inner wing. This causes asymmetric lift, causing the airplane to want to overbank. Opposite aileron will be needed to maintain the desired bank angle and prevent overbanking. So we hit 60 degree turn, and let's say we're in a turn to the left. Our left wing is down, our right wing on the outside is creating extra lift and is going to want to continue pushing us over past a 60 degree bank turn. At this point, you'll feel it and you'll have to turn into the right wing just a little bit to keep the airplane stable at that 60 degrees of bank. Steep turns to the left require less right rudder because the left turning tendencies and the right adverse yaw counteract each other and cancel each other out. Keep this in mind, however, when you're doing a steep turn to the right because it's the exact opposite and more right rudder will be required to keep coordinated. So when we want to talk about safety in steep turns, we really need to adjust accelerated stalls. It is critical to understand that in a steep turn, there will be an increase in load factor on the aircraft and thus an increase in stall speed as we were talking about earlier. While in straight and level flight, your stall speed again might be 45 knots in a 60 degree bank angle, you're imposing twice the load on the aircraft and your stall speed is going to be more around 70 knots. An accelerated stall occurs if you were to aggressively pull back on the yoke and raise the pitch of the aircraft. Your critical angle of attack will then be exceeded, and at that rate of, or at the airspeed of 70 knots, you will cause the aircraft to stall. Without prompt correction of reducing bank angle and pitch simultaneously, this kind of stall can rapidly decay into a spin, since your aircraft is already in a steep bank angle. This is especially dangerous if you're in a turn one direction or the other and you're imposing rudder, because in a spin, we're going to spin in the direction that we've applied rudder. So if we're in a left turn and we're imposing a left rudder and we make an accelerated stall with no corrections, we're going to spin to the left and that airplane will flip around on you very, very quickly. So throughout the per performing the maneuver of steep turns, you need to keep up a visual scan and avoid focusing on any one point or object. It's necessary to be constantly monitoring the position of the aircraft in regards to heading, bank, and pitch while you're monitoring the traffic and keeping aware of small adjustments to the aircraft which need to be made. The turn will be happening rapidly, so your scan must become quick and effective. Power management, bank management, and pitch management, as we've been, as we've been talking, are all critical and are needed in order to maintain entry altitude and airspeed throughout the turn. Bank adjustments should be no more than two or three degrees of bank generally, and pitch adjustments should be small. Overcorrection can cause the pilot to chase your desired pitch and you will never attain it. Upon rollout, power, pitch, and bank will all need to be reduced to prevent ballooning. And when rolling into the opposite turn, avoid prolonged straight and level flight in between. Your transition from a left to a right or a right to a left turn needs to be immediate. When maximum performance or bank is reached, do not exceed it. Again, these additional load factors can cause structural damage to the aircraft. So that's the general idea and principles between steep turns and factors that we need to consider. When we're talking about beginning a steep turn, 
Here are some of the general steps we're going to consider. We need to clear the area of traffic. Then you're going to establish the manufacturer's recommended entry airspeed. Smoothly roll the airplane into the selected bank angle between 45 and 60 degrees. Again, this will probably be determined whether or not you're going for your private or your commercial license. Back elevator should be slowly increased to increase your angle of attack. Remember, you're compensating for that loss of vertical lift because you've added now a horizontal component of lift. So we need to increase our vertical lift by increasing our angle of attack and possibly a little bit of power increase later on. Considerable force will be required to hold the airplane in level flight. Uh, the use of trim is often quite handy. If you pre-trim for a little bit of nose up, this will help you to keep from fighting the flight controls and really having to muscle your way through a steep turn. The load factor will increase rapidly as your bank angle is increased because of this force, and the additional back elevator pressure needed to increase the angle of attack will increase the drag. Thus, like we said, additional power will be needed to maintain your entry altitude and airspeed. Do not exceed the load factor. You do not want to keep the aircraft subject to structural damage. So, like we're saying, you're entering into the turn. Now we're here. We've lost a lot of our vertical component of lift. You're going to be pulling back on that elevator, increasing the power, but do not start banking the turn into steeper and steeper banks. Keep control of where you need to be, typically 45 or 50 degrees, and do not aggressively start pulling back on the elevator. As we said earlier, this will cause an accelerated stall, impose high load factors, and will increase your stalling speed so you can have an accelerated stall quite easily. Keep it smooth, keep it slow, and honestly, if you're practicing these and your entry is poor, sloppy, incorrect, you enter too fast, or you don't have a correct bank angle and you're really fighting it and you're practicing, my advice would be stop the steep turn, get out, level, retrim the aircraft, reset your power settings, and start again. There is no use chasing a steep turn and trying to make it work. It's kind of the same idea between if you have a really sloppy approach, don't attempt a landing, just go around, try again. There's no reason to think that you're going to have a beautiful landing off a sloppy approach. Same thing with steep turns. There's no reason to think you're going to perform a great steep turn if your entry into the steep turn is sloppy. Um, so, like we said before, in the turn, do not stare at any one object. You need to keep up a scan. You need to be aware of where your flight controls are at, if you're coordinated, what your airspeed and altitude are, where you are in the turn, keeping up with visual outside references to know where you are in the turn, the heading indicator, and making sure there's no traffic. All bank changes should be done with both aileron and rudder reuse. You don't want to be going into the steep turn, fighting it only with the rudders trying to kick things over or only using the ailerons. You need to be coordinated and use both. When we go to roll out, rollout should be started 15 to 20 degrees before your entry heading is reached. During recovery, back elevator pressure is gradually released, power reductions are gradually made, and both are done to maintain your entry altitude and airspeed at all times. So really the key to steep turns, if you have to take anything away with this, pitch, power, and bank will all be adjusted and you need to do so smoothly and intentionally. We do not want big, massive changes in our power, pitch, or bank. They will cause us to really put ourselves in a poor position as far as the performance of your steep turn and as far as safety goes. So there are common areas in the performance of steep turns where people make errors. 
um, generally inadequate pitch control on entry or rollout, gaining or losing altitude, failure to maintain a constant bank angle, poor flight control for coordination, ineffective use of trim and power, not keeping control of your airspeed. People can become disoriented and not sure where they are uh, with their heading or where they are outside in reference to their surroundings. Uh, failure to scan for traffic. So you don't want to be coming out of the steep turn and like, oh, hey, there's an airplane like right there. Uh, no CFI examiner or yourself wants to see that. Uh, attempts to start recovery prematurely are also common. So rolling out too early or slowly starting to take out bank. The point of this is to hold that steep bank all the way through and then roll out right before. And failure to stop the turn on the designated heading is also a common area. So really everything that we've been talking about, but that gives you a good bullet point list on where the most common mistakes are going to be in steep turns. The ACS standards for steep turns for private pilots, they want to see that you establish the recommended airspeed, uh, basically maneuvering speed. They want to see you roll into a coordinated 360 degree turn with 45 degrees of banks, uh, possibly perform the task in the opposite direction if the examiner asks. And your standards are maintaining an entry altitude of plus or minus 100 feet, airspeed plus or minus 10 knots, bank plus or minus 5 degrees, and roll out on an entry heading plus or minus 10 degrees. For the commercial pilot ACS, it's the same thing. Keep up manufacturer's recommended airspeed or VA. Roll into the coordinated 360 degree turn with 50 degrees of bank this time and immediately perform the turn in the opposite direction. You have 100 plus or minus 100 feet on your entry altitude, plus or minus 10 knots on the air entry airspeed, plus or minus 5 degrees of bank, and roll out onto your entry heading plus or minus 10 degrees. Really, the ACS standards for steep turns are the same for both commercial and private pilots. However, commercial pilots are expected to turn with 50 degrees of bank, and private pilots are expected to turn with 45 degrees of bank. So there you have it. There is a outline of what you're going to need to know for performing steep turns. Best of luck. Um, talk to your instructor, read up on it, and even go and look online to see what videos people have uh, on steep turns. I would find that very handy before I go and perform any maneuvers to get all the information that I can uh, and really study up so that way I'm well aware of the expectations and what we're going to do. Uh, and for those of you who are just private pilots out there and aren't going for any extra ratings, but you'd like to keep up on your skills, uh, practice steep turns once in a while. And when you're having to go for a biennial check ride or you've got some time with an instructor, uh, incorporate it in. Make sure that you're keeping everything coordinated, doing things right. All in all, I hope that was helpful information for you. Thank you for joining us for another Touch of Flare podcast. We'll catch you next time. Safe flying.